welcome to Spool and Spindle, an adventure in sewing and life. That's not what our podcast no. is called. Nope. That's not what our <laughs> is called. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Incredible. <laughs> welcome to SewQuest, an adventure in sewing and life. I'm Erin. I'm Caroline, and we're from Spool and Spindle, an online fabric store in Waterloo, Ontario. We're recording this podcast on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and neutral peoples. What's this all about? You ask questions, we answer questions. That's pretty much the whole deal. Oh, how's it going, Erin? <laughs> it's going. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's going. Everyone always gets mad because when they say, how's it going? I always go, it's going. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that tells me nothing. Oh, yeah, it's true. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, should we ask some questions and answer some questions? <laughs> you mean the thing we promised to do in the intro? Yeah, sure. Let's yeah. do that. Okay. Do you want to ask or should I? Uh, I'll ask. Okay. How big is the really big printer? Why should I get my pr- patterns printed? And should I invest in a projector? The printer's really, really big. <laughs> uh, it prints up to 36 inches wide, which is what's that, three feet. Um, it's a roll printer though. So all the paper comes on like a really big, long, it's 101 feet of paper, I think. Um, no, it's feet. Anyways. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Of feet. <laughs> um, we, so we can print to like almost any length um any usable length anyways right yeah yeah um it's just easier than printing at home um a lot of pattern companies aren't getting their patterns professionally printed anymore because they can update more easily without having to do a large print run and they don't have to ship it shipping's always really expensive that's true yeah so if you print your pdf patterns with us there's no taping or at least very little taping. Very rarely do the patterns need taping, but it, of course it depends on what you're making and how long the pattern pieces are. You can get patterns from all over the world. Don't have to pay high shipping fees or wait for them to arrive. And like I said before, lots of smaller companies just, they don't produce printed patterns. Right. Um, projectors, there's pros and cons. Uh, you yeah. don't need to print or cut out a pattern from paper first. So you could get sewing a little bit faster. Um, but it's also harder to make adjustments to the pattern there's more fussing for fussy cutting because you have to move the fabric rather um, than like your pattern piece yeah. um you have to rearrange the fabric if you're not cutting it out exactly as it's laid out um and if you get in the way you cast a shadow and you can't see the lines yeah uh, if you have tech issues or a bulb burns out and you don't have placements you can't cut anything out <laughs> oh yeah that would be annoying yeah <laughs> so like if your power goes out and you don't have a battery backup, mm-hmm. you can't cut anything out. Um, for me, a big downside is if you're sensitive to bright light or if you have mm-hmm. a migraine trigger from spotlights, this yep. could set it off. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's two types of projectors. Some of them are cheaper. There's the mini projector at about $100 and a short throw projector, which is more money. Uh, the mini projector needs about 62 inches from its height to your cutting surface. So a lot of people don't have enough uh, ceiling room. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, you know, people who have projectors really, really seem to love them. Mm. Um, I mean, you can't can't change things on the fly, <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> yeah. um, 
I don't think any of the patterns that are my sort of tried and trues uh, are exact as the designer drafted them. Yeah, I find I have to do adjustments to like much everything that I make. Yeah, and I get like, I guess you could edit the files, <clears throat> but uh, that seems harder to me than just it's true. Yeah, adding a little piece of paper. Yeah, I guess you could like with your projector, you could instead of doing it the way you would go on to the fabric directly and cut it every time you could. Sorry, my cat is playing with the iPad. So she just made some noise. Um, you So instead of going directly onto the fabric, you could uh, project onto paper and cut out your pattern that way and then use that. So, so, uh-huh. so basically print the large pattern using a projector. You, you then, absolutely could. You could do that. I mean, yeah. you, at that point, you might as well just get us to print it for you. It's true. Yeah, it's yeah. probably. Unless you're doing a lot of pattern making. Yeah, I just find I don't lay things out the way that the pattern drafter intends me to usually Mm -hmm. yeah um and my least favorite part of cutting stuff out is moving the fabric around yes (laughs) (laughs) once it's in one spot I just want to keep it in one spot um I mean I don't want to like totally poo-poo the projectors people who have them really really seem to love them yeah yeah I've heard that that people really like them uh I haven't tried it myself so I don't know for sure but yeah I haven't either but I also don't like projectors in general (laughs) (laughs) Because of aforementioned migraine issue. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, But also a lot of, I mean, there are a lot of indie designers who are including projector files, but not all of them do include it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure more and more will. We sort of found the same thing with A0 printing, right? Yeah. Not everyone included A0 printing and now it's pretty much standard. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I like that there's no paper involved. Yeah. Less waste maybe. Although, hmm, with the manufacturing of the projector and the like (laughs) energy used, I wonder what the balance there is. Yeah, there's always there's always a environmental impact of everything we do. It's yeah, because we always you know if it's not like a physical tangible object, you don't ever think of it as having an environmental cost, but. It definitely does. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like mining Bitcoin like takes an incredible amount. It does. Transferring NFTs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think if you really hate using paper patterns and you don't make a lot of adjustments or you're able to just make your adjustments like on the fly and you like bright lights. <laughs> And you like maybe gadgets. That's probably great for you. Also, I think maybe if you have like a really dedicated space for some. Mm, yes. Yeah. You could like hang your fabric on the wall maybe and like project on the wall fabric and then cut off. That would go really wrong. Never mind. Don't do really, that. Really, really. Yeah. Don't do that. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I just like walked through it in my head and and saw what would happen and yeah. it's not good <laughs> you forgot about gravity for a second yeah, right I yeah i did i did yeah, <laughs> yeah gravity is always always there to get you yeah especially as you're cutting things like can't really yeah yeah it's true it's true i mean i'd love to hear from people who have projectors and love them or didn't love them and why sure, they do yeah. seem to be the next sort of i don't know if it'll be a fad or here to stay <laughs> yeah i don't know be interesting to see yeah i mean i'm sure they can improve them and you know it'll just get to the point where it's like a holographic overlay on your fabric yeah and you can just like tweak it right there (laughs) right yeah maybe they'll just be like holographic clothes but then you don't get any of the warmth or coziness Mm. or tactile sensation yeah i guess we're not there yet yeah 
Okay. Like humans <laughs> do wear clothes for like protection and warmth. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But if you just had like a, a single suit that could like change, it's like. Yeah. Like a morphing. A morph yeah. Kinda. I get you. Yeah. yeah. There's a book by Anne McCaffrey the cholera I think it's called it's like a really short little novella and there's like there's this like fabric that's spun by a bird and it does that so it's just like this blanket you wrap around yourself and then it it morphs and changes Hmm. I don't I'm not going to recommend the book because I'm pretty sure that it's very problematic in many ways that's fair yeah but I think it was written in like the 70s. Yeah. But there you go. Get yourself some magical weaving bird. <laughs> then you know, then you can never buy fabric again, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That maybe that's not the greatest advice. Yeah. yeah okay. okay. Should we go on to the next question? <laughs> okay. When is it actually time to change your rotary cutter blade? And are there other rotary cutter care tips I should be aware of? My rotary cutter doesn't seem to glide very well. Definitely a safety hazard. And it always seems to require a little extra pressure. And then after a first pass through with the rotary cutter, I need to use my scissors to effectively detach the pattern piece. Yeah, you definitely need to change your blade. <laughs> that That is not, it should it should glide easily and it should actually cut things. Um, and yeah, it's definitely a safety hazard when you have to use extra pressure. Um, and the more pressure you use, the duller it's going to get because it's going to like push down on the on the mat more and cut more. Um, so you do have to change them fairly often. Like yeah. they don't cut for a long time. Um, so I usually do it if I notice it's it's got little catches, I will do it there. Or um, if I need to, if I do need to start like pushing extra hard, then I will uh, definitely change my blade. Um sometimes I just don't and and risk it but um it does get annoying too right when you have to then cut everything and everything kind of shifts and you you risk uh cutting your fabric in ways that you didn't mean to um if you're pushing extra hard on it too it's hard on your mat too mm-hmm. right like I know they're self-healing but you start to get like gouges out of your mat sometimes if you're really having to push yeah so change it more often um and I've I've heard that there are sharpening tools that you can get like a I, th- I think they're like electric uh, sharpeners where you like put it in and it spins it around and sharpens it. Um I have not heard great things about them um on reviews online so I don't know that they that there are any that actually work well. Um but they do exist. Uh, there, I think I also saw like there's a company in like Alberta or somewhere where you can actually like get them sharpened. Mm. But I don't know I don't know if it's worth it. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're made out of a metal that's good to sharpen again, right? Yeah, not entirely sure. Um, there are some like uh, different brands that you can get too that are a little less expensive than the like Ulfa um, brand ones um, that I've heard are are good. Um, they're a little bit harder to find though. Um, yeah, it's I really like uh, rotary cutters, but they are a little finicky. Yeah, you can sort of drop them too. If if you have like one spot that is skipping on it and you know where that spot is you can just take the blade and like run it not so that the cutting edge is down but like the cut is, cutting edge is up cutting edge what <laughs> cutting edge and just pull it down like a towel or a pair of like jeans so it's not cutting anything you're like oh you're just uh, like fixing the burrs on it yeah it, that can help like the same way that you would with like a razor right right if you do it opposite to the way that it cuts right it just helps sort of smooth off and that'll give you a little bit extra time but mm-hmm. I mean it's hard because it's a circular blade <laughs> 
yes right? <laughs> definitely so. uh, yeah and I mean one tip would be to not cut paper with them so like avoid cutting your patterns um, with them or use a different one than you would use for your fabric um, I know I'm not good at this I just cut through whatever is there um, but that is a thing that is recommended just like your your sewing scissors you don't want to cut your paper with with your sewing scissors because it will dull them faster than yeah you. use your old blades for the paper paper tends to cut easier than fabric does because it doesn't move as much this is true so even if it's skipping on your fabric it's not always going to skip on your paper mm -hmm. i used to use the old blades from the shop um when they weren't good for cutting fabric anymore we would cut down the boxes oh yeah with them and they're still perfectly great for that. Right. So like there's still life left. It's just, you're not going to get a nice clean cut yep. on your fabric anyways. Yeah, for sure. I find them really good for cutting uh, like wrapping paper too. You can just oh, like- that's a good idea. Uh, like that. Um, or if you have to cut a lot of things and you don't have a like a chop cutter uh, cutting through yeah. paper, you can use your rotary cutter to cut a bunch of- um, So there's lots of things you can do with those dull blades that you, all your cutting needs in your house. <laughs> Um, Sorry. I don't know. You, you have like your, your kitchen cutting mat and your kitchen rotary cutter. Yeah. Yeah. Cut up those uh, green onions. Yeah. You could do yeah. that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I literally can't think of anything else that you could rotary cut. I mean, I guess pizza, <laughs> but yeah, you probably have a, a pizza cutter for that. That's true. Okay. So my ironing board cover is getting near the end of its life and I've been thinking about replacing it. Should I go for padded, unpadded, cotton wool, reflective? So many choices. There are a lot of choices and a lot of gimmicks when it comes to ironing boards and it all just comes down to personal preference um I use a wool mat and I use like a regular cotton padded cover I need a new cover too but I think I'll just replace it with another padded cover mm. um I love the wool mat it does get quite hot if you're having to iron like for a long period of time it does yep. get really hot but it is because it like holds the heat and then reflects it back out mm. you do get a much crisper <laughs> <laughs> for iron it's really nice for that um so I love to use it especially like if I'm doing collars and cuffs or mm -hmm. plackets don't love using it on like rayons and other more delicate fabric mm -hmm. that's where I use the cotton cover or if I'm needing to use um like steam it does work on the wool really well but the wool holds that wetness in right. which can be great <laughs> <laughs> but it's not always what you want. And sometimes it just ends up to be a steamy mess. So I think there's different applications for different covers. I've just recently started seeing the reflective ones. Yeah. Um, I haven't used them myself. I imagine it works somewhat like wool, but is probably less bulky. Mm. Yeah, I haven't actually seen them. Are they kind of like a like an insulated reflective, like you would like a thermal blanket kind of thing? Yeah, I think so. They they have that silver look, whether that's intrinsic to the material or whether that's to let you know it's reflective. I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> But it, it is supposed to reflect heat back so okay. that you're like, it's crisper. I know quilters love the wool mats because they get really, really crisp lines and they can really get the wrinkles out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, with rayons, you do risk damaging the fabric because it can't take a lot of heat. So I think yeah. it really depends on what, what you want to. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> maybe you need a couple options. Yeah, possibly. I've only ever had like the standard one that comes with the ironing board. I don't think I've ever replaced or used 
different covers yeah i mean i think uh i think that's a lot of people's experience yeah i mean i picked up the little mat so that i wouldn't have to always pull my ironing board out right so we have a glass top stove so i just stick it on the stove and go at it it's great i do love it um i've said it before i'll say it again do not put your wool mat on top of your cutting mat yeah because it will warp it make sure that whatever your wool mat is on is heat proof (laughs) oh (laughs) i feel like this is from experience um Actually, it's from uh, someone else's experience, but okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Good enough. Luckily, <laughs> I managed to learn my lesson without learning my lesson on that one. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, actually, we have some super cute padded, right? Just use your typical padded uh, ironing board covers in the shop right now. They're from Ruby Star. Nice. So, I mean, I would argue for one that just makes you happy when you look at it. Yeah, definitely. The happening um, because, you know, sometimes you don't really like ironing or pressing and if your ironing board cover happy yeah absolutely yeah my ironing board covers just the like beige that came with the ironing board yeah and then it's got all the like weird stains that your ironing board gets eventually yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. from like the batiks that you didn't pre-wash yeah 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 And uh, from that time that you were trying to use uh, fuse web, but you forgot the bottom fabric, so you just <laughs> fuse webbed it to your ironing board. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all very relatable things, I'm sure. Definitely. Yeah. Mine has a uh, wax on it right now, still a little bit of oil from doing some stuff with beeswax. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe you need a new ironing board cover from the I from the probably shop. Do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you need like a, a ironing cover that's for messy things. Yeah. And then like a good ironing board cover for the fancy things. Definitely. Yeah. Because I've found myself like trying to just find a piece of random fabric that I can put over it so that I can iron other things and not get them all messy. Yeah. I think you just need like a, you know, a grubby ironing board cover for the yeah. messy times and and then another one that you could just pop on there. Yeah. Do you have like the standard ironing board or do you have like an extra wide? Um, I, I think I have one of each. <laughs> <laughs> Um, mostly no, because sure. I I borrowed one from the store that was extra wide. Right. Um, at, when we st- weren't using them all, so I took one home to do some ironing, and then um, just never brought it back. Yeah, that's um, fine. But I don't know where they both are. So they're in your house somewhere. <laughs> they are in my house somewhere. It's true. They're probably together. Quite possibly. <laughs> Yeah, there's all sorts of options with ironing boards too, right? I just saw one that it's like a regular ironing board shape, but it has like wings that fold out. Oh. So you can have an extra wide board. And so you can have like a totally rectangular board. Huh. So it folds in when you want to do like shoulders and, you know, arms and stuff like that. Yeah. But it folds out when you're doing like just fabric. Right. And I was like, oh, I can see all the ways in which this can go wrong and not work well. <laughs> but I do really just kind of want one giant ironing surface. Yeah. Nelly. Okay. Okay. We have another Tufix question. If you don't recall some backstory on Tufix, is this from Star Trek Voyager, where two of the crew members had a transporter accident and became one being that melded both of them yeah. and if you don't know what a transporter is just just skip ahead just skip the name <laughs> of the episode. I've, 
You know, watch some Star Trek. Okay. If you would have been okay with using transporter and replicator technology to create a new copy of Neelix and Tuvok so that Tuvix could live, are you also in favor of using the same technique to clone new copies of Starfleet personnel or civilians when it's not compensation for some accident? For example, if Wampa Card was a great captain, should Starfleet clone him so that every ship in the fleet can have a great captain? And if yes... How do you feel about Data's statement about being unique in the measure of a man and would a fleet of Picard's water down the uniqueness of all parts? So I think that's a complicated question. Yeah. Um, in that if you clone a person, I'm not sure that you actually get the same person, right? Like no. you, you like how much of what you are is stored in your, I mean, I guess it's all stored in your body because that's all you are. Um, but <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess people would debate that, but um, taking the stance that from yeah. from my perspective, it's all stored there. But how much is that of that is going to be replicated when you clone somebody um, in a transporter in particular, like not like genetically cloning and then growing a new human? Yeah, because obviously that one's going to be that completely one's be different. different. Yeah. So I guess I mean they kind of they they did this with. Riker it was again an accident right but they ended up with two Rikers um and up until that point they had the same experiences but then they diverged because they had different life experiences after that point and so if I guess if Picard is a good captain now or a great captain uh as the question states um that you know you're starting with a great captain in every ship but now you have you lose something by him being not unique maybe or having different experiences and he may develop into somebody else right like yeah um, absolutely. and and something like 60 or 70 percent of our personalities and our like who we are comes from or maybe even more um comes from like our experiences right so like it's definitely not all about who it's like nature our genetics... versus nurture right yeah yeah i think everyone falls a different on a different spot on that nature versus nurture spectrum like there are things that are just baked in and there are people who are more baked in and there are people yeah. who are more affected by their experiences because yeah. humans are a spectrum on everything <laughs> it's true it's right true. um i mean i take I take umbrage at the, if one Picard was a great captain, um, was Picard a great captain Mm -hmm. or are we attributing his greatness only to him and not to all the people who are also working on the ship? Yeah, for sure. Right? Like, there's a group dynamic there. Also, Starfleet doesn't even need to clone them. They can make holograms. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it gets like even a, more complicated. Yeah. Prodigy when they made a... Uh, a Janeway. Janeway. It's true. Yeah, now Janeway is a great captain. <laughs> okay, so if we change the premise and <laughs> we're cloning Janeways now... <laughs> I still, I still think that you need a variety of personalities and a variety of uh, ways of being a captain in your, in your fleet. Like, uh, otherwise you're just the Borg, right? Right. Right. Like you're saying there's only one approach that's going to work. And I think especially for Starfleet, they're rooted in that idea of um, new civilization and new ideas and the individual aspect of the person and the individuality. That's right. That's how that word is pronounced. <laughs> you know, the the variety of, of species and cultures. And right. So I think especially in Starfleet, you have to celebrate the uh, unique perspectives that different people and cultures bring. 
So you you wouldn't want to just clone Picard or Janeway. I mean, I mean you might want two or three of them. I mean, is but you wouldn't want one that in every irreplaceable ship. though? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> right? Like if you're like, oh well, oh man, so and so was like great. We should just like keep them around. Then you're kind of you're losing it on the opportunity to advance your culture mm. with you know, yes. new ideas and new, yeah. new people's perspectives. It's true. It's true. So with that, I suppose you would be against the singularity where we like take your consciousness and put it in a machine. So that it can oh no, I forever. T- listen, if there's a transfer of consciousness and I can stay alive, a hundred percent, hundred percent. I want to do that. I'm not convinced that with the singularity, there's actually a transfer of consciousness. Mm-hmm. I think you could make something that, that thinks there was, but the me, uh, that's me right now doesn't actually wake up in the machine you think you you have a copy yeah innate in your in your meat suit that is making yeah so I mean there's still a me out in the world but to me that's me right now doesn't get to experience that continuity right I mean I suppose that's true even like as you continue to age right you are not the same person that you were oh absolutely a week ago (laughs) yeah for sure but like my argument would be if you were uh creating me within the matrix Mm -hmm. and this body could still open its eyes and talk I don't have control over that one that's in the matrix oh yeah definitely (laughs) right like yeah like I personally just want to keep experiencing things (laughs) right Um, but yeah, you're, you're really getting into the knot of the thing that keeps me up at night sometimes because Mm. I'm like, oh, there's no transfer of consciousness, but you have like all the memories. I would never know if the me that's me only lives for like one day. And every time you go to sleep, there's like a new consciousness. And then I start thinking about that and it's, it's Mm. a deep pit. (laughs) I never seem to worry about these things. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I remember waking up every day and it being the same consciousness, but what if it's not? I never know. I guess it doesn't matter, but... Yeah. Are you of the belief that we are currently in the simulation? I don't know. Oh, maybe. It's entirely possible. Yeah. Right? Didn't didn't they say there's like a 75% chance that we're in a simulation or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Based on the legacies. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I I think probably the universe is weirder than we can comprehend. Yes. Right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I hope there's other errands out there and other like (laughs) other universes. Yeah. Sometimes if I have like a near miss, I almost fall down the stairs. I think, oh, alternate universe. Aaron's having a really bad day now. Because <laughs> one of us just fell down the stairs. Yeah. You know, you, you slip a little in the shower and you're like, oh, RIP other universe Aaron who just cracked their head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to be like the Highlander Aaron. I want to be the last one. <laughs> I yeah I have a lot of trouble with like the concept of infinity and like comprehending that really big yeah 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 I think too there's like a discomfort with the idea that there's maybe not a why to the universe right like okay I'm on board big bang cool universe expanding because the space between stuff is getting larger okay okay I can almost grasp that we're not expanding into something that just like the edges of reality are expanding maybe okay okay that's getting pretty blurry in my head but cool yeah but then it's like well what came before that yeah and then I just oh yeah yeah I think it's that there is it that there's nothing before that like time doesn't exist yeah I mean I but then but then how what why right (laughs) Right? okay yeah (laughs) but then 
you know, I yeah. mean, we just don't have the like time scale to be able to understand really. Yeah. The whole I nature of reality, right? Yeah. I try not to worry too deeply about it and just be like, it is a thing I do not understand. Yeah, you know what? It doesn't really affect your day-to-day life, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, still gotta get up, still gotta put clothes on my meat suit since we don't have holographs yet. (laughs) That's right. Or at least not ones that work the way you want to work. (laughs) Mostly I just want to see the future. Yeah. Right? Like, that's that's the main thing. I just want to, like, see it. Yeah. It'll be interesting, hopefully. Oh, well, now I'm depressed. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Hopefully. <laughs> or, I mean, I mean, even right now is interesting, and I'm not sure it's necessarily good. So, no. I don't know. So, maybe interesting isn't what we hope for. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean... I guess there is an argument that a peaceful cohabitation where everyone is fulfilled and happy is not interesting. Yes. But it sounds good. It's true. It does. So what are you excited about? (laughs) (laughs) Seeing the future. Um, So None of the Ninth by Tamsin Muir just got Mm. its cover reveal. And I didn't think that I could fall in love harder for this series. (laughs) of lesbian necromancers in space yeah. but it turns out that i can <laughs> absolutely fall in love harder because nona is wearing a t-shirt that has like a hamburger like a sentient hamburger on it and i'm just like oh, oh man my brain tims and mirror how are you so amazing <laughs> it's not coming out until like august or september but right. i am so excited <laughs> Good. Yeah, what are you excited about? Um, well, one thing is that I adopted a cat. You did, yes. yes. The very best cat. Yes. Um, she is currently here sitting with me, and you may have heard her purring. I don't know how much that got picked up by the microphone. Um, but she is currently uh playing with an iPad and catching mice on it, and it is adorable. She when they run off the edge, she looks under the table to try and find them. <laughs> <sighs> She's a foster fail, right? Yes, she was one of my foster cats. Um, she is adorable. Um, she is 13 years old. Her name is MJ. She came with that name. So we're trying to like create a backstory because we don't know how she got that name, if she had it her whole life. I don't know how she ended up in the shelter. She is like an amazing cat. So I don't know how at 13 you end up uh, in the shelter when you are mm. so amazing. But um, I think she had a good owner before us um because she will cat and uh very friendly sociable um but and she is like the softest cat so so soft um and she purrs and she licks everything she like she has she likes to lick blankets um so we have these like fuzzy blankets that are they they feel like like fur yeah. Um, and she will sit there for like an hour and just lick the blanket. It is oh, muffin. Yeah. Um, and so she whenever she is like at all stressed or anything, she'll go and lick the blanket. But she it seems to make her very happy to lick the blanket. So we're like, Yeah, okay. I mean, hey, self-soothing. Yeah. Right. Here here is your licking blanket. Go lick it. <laughs> yeah, Enjoy. maybe she had another cat with her. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Um the other cat was Peter Parker. She's maybe. MJ maybe uh yeah and she has like little white paws so uh, i'm thinking maybe it was like mittens jones was her name um, mittens jones <laughs> <laughs> um 
That's so, that's so, 100% that's what it is. That's the only explanation <laughs> that it could be right there. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're trying to back it into like a good story, but uh, it's hard, it's hard when you're constrained to two letters. Um, yeah. You have, to, you have to think hard. Um, but yeah, she she is great and she very happy. Um, and Justin doesn't hate her, so. That's something. Yeah. He even like will pet her and play with her. Yeah, I mean, I think we've established that a lot of his cat dislike is a front. Yeah. I think so. Too. Yeah. Hopefully he's but, not too allergic to her. Uh, he seems okay. He takes a lot of allergy medicine already. So yeah. um, it just kind of, I think. Uh- <laughs> I mean, it does seem like some cats I know I'm more allergic to than other cats. Yeah. So Yeah. I, I'm sure there will be pictures of her on the internet. Um, you know, if you're interested, I'm sure find them. Um, but, and she uh, has a little sweater that she likes to wear. Um, oh, she does not sweater. hate it. It is adorable. Um, I don't put it on her a lot because, I mean, I'm not actually sure that cats are supposed to wear sweaters, but... uh... <laughs> but we put it on her uh and she wouldn't let us take it off <laughs> so like i don't like to like leave it on her when she's um when we're not there in case she gets yeah. her like arms stuck in it or anything yeah, but she wouldn't let us take it off one night so she's she had it on night um but yeah yeah she's this holds she's, promise for our halloween costume yes forward to uh all kinds on her <laughs> yeah absolutely you need to get those little like ties the little kitten ties oh yes yeah, yeah. a little yeah. frog hat yes yes <laughs> maybe she could be the kind of cat that you know like they dress up in wigs and costumes and take pictures mm-hmm. of yeah could be a whole new like side business for you it could be yeah yeah, yeah. we'll have to We'll have to see if she's into that um but right now she's trying to uh eat the succulent plant that is also flowering which is the other thing i'm excited about um it i is this the little I, succulent plant that you were really happy about this is the same no, plant it's a different plant and different, different are you, you branching out into being a, a succulent grower um I mean, I've had plants around the house for a while, um, but with the uh, pandemic, when I like set up my office, I got a whole bunch of like little plants so that I could have them around the space um, because there's like a lot of windows in my office. And so uh, I was like, I should have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I had like a bunch of little succulents that I got potted in like little fun plant uh, plant pots. Um, I have one that's in a little panda pot. Um <laughs> But the one that's flowering is in like a, a a pottery glass or like cup that we had that um had a crack in it, so it mm. isn't really good for drinking out of anymore because yeah. it leak a little bit if you put too much liquid in it, and we figure it's gonna break at some point if you kept using it. So um I just put dirt in it and a plant. Yeah, and that's so, what I do with my cracked mugs too. Yeah, so uh, it's unfortunate because it doesn't have a drainage hole and um. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very good about drainage on the things. I just try and be careful when I water them. Yeah. Hope not to kill them. Um, but yeah, the, the flower is really neat. It sent up like this giant long stalk and then it has like, it started out as like these like little green, like like a little green ball of flower. Um, and then they've like slowly expanded and now they have like pink and they're like opening up and they have like little little stamens and stuff inside the little pods. You should look up how they pollinate. Maybe you can pollinate it. Yeah, possibly. I, I don't know if succulents then grow seed fruit or what. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. Mm-hmm. I think that's about it for awesome. excitement. Yeah. Are you reading or watching anything? Um, I recently started rewatching Ted Lasso in like the last week or so. Um, and I've made it through the first season again and it holds up. It's like oh, nice. definitely worth a rewatch. Um, you know, I just fell in love with them all over again. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So 
I still recommend you watch them. Yeah, I definitely want to see it. <laughs> How about you? Being and watching? Uh, I've been watching Jessica Jones. I know I'm late to the party on that one. Yeah. Um, I had been told by numerous people that it was like really upsetting. And um, so I had sort of put off watching it. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, this, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is not this is not as upsetting as I was led to believe. Um, yeah. I didn't realize it had three seasons. So um, definitely, I'm really enjoying it. I, I'm not going to say that like the quality holds up. The first season <laughs> is definitely the best. Like it's really, really good. But uh, you know, I'm enjoying it, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, Discovery just started again, Star Trek Discovery. So yeah. I know a lot of people were put off by the first two seasons, um, which are not indicative of where it's gone or how it is now. <laughs> um, the first two seasons are rough. The second season, especially, is just really dark. Actually, mm. the first season is really dark too. And then I think they were like, oh, this isn't very Star Trek-y. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's very, the season is clearly written by people who are like, oof, we all needed a lot of therapy in that pandemic, but we've all learned a lot from therapy. So yeah. let's talk about how great therapy is and all the positive things that, <laughs> um, how we can support each other and just make yes. a better future. And I'm like just a hundred percent here for a show about people who are just supporting each other. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I love that. And I, I'm just comfort reading the newest Kelly Armstrong in City of the Lost. I have no idea what it's called. Right. Um, it's like the sixth or seventh, but it's just kind of like visiting old friends, right? Mm, yes. <laughs> so, I'm enjoying that. You know, it's February is the time where you don't want to think too hard. Yeah. Yeah. I've uh I've been I did start listening to all of the old Sherlock's. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Stephen Stephen Fry did a does a reading of them on I think it's on Audible. It might be in the Audible Plus where you um, I think it have is, an Audible. Yeah. Um, so I started it at the beginning and I mean, there's definitely some like problematic stuff in there because it's, it's old and, yeah. but I do find it good bedtime listening um, because it's kind of, his voice is soothing. Stephen Fry has like most of Yeah. And, and he does all the voices, right? Like I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. I've listened to him before and it was like, I could tell who was talking just by like the voice he was making. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, so I can just kind of, and a lot of the stories after the, uh, a lot of the, the stories are like only like an hour or less long. Um, so you can just kind of like put it on and if you fall asleep. Sleeping. Yeah. didn't hear the end of that one you can start the other one or you can listen yeah. to it again right um so it, it's good um that and also uh re-listening to all of the old dear hank and johns oh so yeah i started at the beginning like at episode have, one have you heard my question yet no oh they read one of my questions on it huh know that. So I only, you'll know it when you hear it <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll let you know if I find it. Um, but yeah, I started. I went back to the very beginning and have been listening. Um, I think I'm up to episode like 40 or something. But oh, yeah. that's pretty good. I should look up what. No, it doesn't matter. I'll just live in it. <laughs> it's not a very interesting question. Um, yeah, no, but it's it's interesting. Uh, after the last few years, to go back and listen to a podcast that was like taking place like weekly or monthly or however often they did it. Um, and like that had like current events in it and their like <laughs> thoughts on them and like so back in like 2015 what they thought the world was going to be like yeah and you're like oh oh yeah yeah sorry <laughs> yeah it's a little 
<laughs> it did not yeah. come out good. <laughs> no, I was catching up on a on a podcast and they were like talking about how great Betty White is and how she was trending, but she wasn't dead and it was great. But it was Aww. like, yeah, it was, I was listening in early January and I was like, oh no, people are going to, oh no. <laughs> So it can be a little depressing sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's kind of great. Yeah, I enjoy yeah. them. I feel like they inspire a lot of um, how I do this podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 100%. I mean, totally Hank and John and uh, Mub and Bam are my sort of inspirations. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the dubious advice yes. part of both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Do you have a sign off for us this week? Yeah. So Quest brought to you by Mitten Jones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's here uh, just supervising. Yeah, you just need to get her to meow on cue. She doesn't meow. I Ever? mean, she she very occasionally will meow. Like, it's so rare that you're like, what is wrong? Why are you? There must be something horribly wrong. <laughs> I guess we can't do the My Favorite Murder sign off. She'll, yeah, she if she wants something, she will just sit there and stare at you. Just like sit there. Adorable. Yeah. Totally introvert cat then. Just like, Definitely. I don't need to say anything. <laughs> Just communicating with you with my mind. Yeah. All right. That's it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I had the sign off. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>